The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. New York Bozo! Yes. Yes, indeed. Let this podcast serve as proof that a football game just happened, I think. Maybe. Uh, The Packers dismantle a 49ers team that has been decimated by injuries, a 34-17 to victory, and it wasn't even that close on Thursday night football. Another game like maybe the Texans game where um, we are surely soon to forget it ever happen but while it is still fresh in our minds let's talk about it i am zach rapport at zach rapport on twitter and we are two schlitz to the wind here with the apc podcast rapid reaction pod at the apc pod on twitter i am joined late into the into the brooklyn evening here by my good buddy alex patakis how are you man i'm doing well doing well ready for a. Uh... Nice night's sleep following a nice victory. <laughs> Something I haven't had in a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the election is still happening. It's been a stressful week, I think, for everyone. Just kind of like trying to pretend like everything's normal. Going to, you know, doing work, checking your phone every like 30 seconds to see what's going on there. And then there's a football game and there's like four 49ers that maybe you recognize that actually suited up for this game. It was a weird, um, a weird game. I don't know. I guess broadly maybe we can start with sort of like general is there anything that we can actually take away from this win i already mentioned it's it seems very forgettable already but like what can we did we learn anything i feel like maybe the answer is no yeah i mean it's probably not you know i i, I think that it's it's one of those situations that the it feels like the packers just kind of went out and did what they were supposed to do so you don't want to give them like too much credit for doing that. Um, and you could basically just be happy that they didn't do the opposite of that yeah. and just give a game away to a, really a shell of a 49ers team um, with the injuries. And then obviously COVID had, uh, had a couple guys COVID listed too. So it was like, you know, it, it was kind of a no win scenario for the Packers unless they win and win comfortably in terms of what the like perception of, of the team <laughs> was going to be after. Right. So, um, you know, d- does it erase a, a loss like the Vikings? You know, probably not, but it was nice to see them get right back on track and, 
see the offense look really in rhythm again. Yeah. And not to get too off track and, and, and talk about other teams, but you mentioned it, it's nice to see, you know, you want to see the Packers win comfortably. They did. So you check that box and you feel like you can go to bed and rest easy. But, you know, you and I have been texting over the past week um, with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggling a little bit against the 49ers and kind of coming to this realization that as much as we've talked about who's in the top tier, who are the tier one NFC teams. And, and and maybe we just, maybe there aren't any tier one NFC teams and maybe all of the teams in the NFC that are at the top are actually vulnerable in some way. Yeah, that that's a, that's a pretty valid point. I think that it, I would, I would skew more towards that than there being a, a substantial difference between any of the teams really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels good to know that the Packers are very much like still in the mix for one of the best few teams in the conference um, and capable, you know, because it, part of that is like you saw this, the Seahawks go out and you they beat up the 49ers and that kind of made everyone realize just how depleted the 49ers are. And all I kept thinking was if the Packers don't do that, it's going to make me feel like the Seahawks are on a different level. than Totally. Them. Um, and it's like, they came out and it was kind of similar and it was, you know, in a lot of ways, just the same thing. I think the Packers put up fewer points at the end of the day. Um, the Seahawks scored in the forties. Right. But, um, I might be wrong about that, but, uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, all, everything's on par. Uh, and, and I guess you can't even say that you learned something about, um, specific players in the game because everyone kind of just seemed like, you know, extreme versions of themselves yeah. like MVS really MVS <laughs> um, and Devonte Adams just kind of did his thing. Yep. Aaron Rodgers was just Aaron. You know what yep. I mean? There was not even like some, uh, some performance where you're like, well, I, at least uh, about a certain player in this game, yeah. I feel like I found something out. It was more so just, you know, everyone continuing to play the role. They, they seemingly always play. Yeah. I want to talk about MVS for a second, but a quick uh, correction. Seahawks 49ers, uh, the Seahawks won 37 to 27. Uh, okay, okay. So, yeah. So, mm, slightly closer at the end of the day, but maybe there's garbage time involved and uh, it's a division game. So, I don't know. You you actually watched that game, I, I take it, but. Um, I saw some of it, yeah. I was red zoning with that game, so I saw a lot of it considering how high scoring it was. Oh, yes, that was the and, and uh, being in the four o'clock slate. That so. was the uh, napping and red zoning session <laughs> that you had. Yeah, following the post game show. <laughs> uh, I actually don't think I ended up napping, but you no, know, I was in. I was in and out. Yeah, you know, you were in a tranquil state. Um, no, anyway, back to <laughs> MVS. You know, it seems like. He drops one and everybody, you know, sends out the tweet. I know, I know I did, you know, MVS drops drink at this point. Um, he dropped a second one. And at this point, I mean, everyone is saying, get this guy off the field. And uh, I think I saw our buddy Peter Bukowski say essentially that exact thing. There's no excuse to have him on the field anymore. And then uh, two touchdowns. I don't know. It's just, just visions of Geronimo Allison <laughs> dancing around in my head. The guy who is like, you know, for forever, forever knocking at the door of um, kind of good enough and sometimes flashing that they are kind of good enough and oftentimes not. I don't know. I just feel like but maybe we I, we already knew that. And it's just another thing that we didn't learn today. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I think we did, right? He's always been kind of streaky. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's a, a, a new for, for anyone who's been watching him. I mean, what's, what's frustrating is that I think he makes these splash plays and, you know, his speed shows and that long touchdown. And it's, it's really impressive, but when things go bad, I feel like one, they're more frequent. And then like, you know, you kind of forget them after these touchdowns and want to give them the benefit of the doubt and expect more of that. But I think we get the same ratio of good to bad or bad to good. However you want to look at it, like that we always get with him. It's just, we cling on to these like moments and it doesn't necessarily always seem ability related. And I think Aaron Rodgers said that they were talking about it on the broadcast. It's like a confidence thing. And that to me is like, if that, if you don't outgrow that after as long as he's been in the league, then is it that, <laughs> you, know, yeah. like, or, you know, or at what point does like your ability to be confident <laughs> become an ability thing? <laughs> is, uh, is MBS is second or third year at this point? Third, third year. year, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it is still early. I'm not going to like write him off as a player, but, um, I mean, he just has so much opportunity yeah, now right. to really like just kind of grab. It's it's the same thing with Geronimo. You know, it's just like that number three receiver that just lingers forever that you're always expecting to blossom. Yep. Um, so anyway, but it was nice to see him overcome that that early drop because that third down drop what could have been damaging early yep. uh, when we didn't necessarily know that this game was going to be a route and before the Packers started creating turnovers, which was really cool. Yep. Um, so I was, I was pleased to see that, but that, that drop early was, yeah, that, that's, that's how the game could have went, uh, a, a whole different way. If, if Mullins wasn't, um, Mullins, I mean, yeah, that was, <laughs> I was like, every time he was throwing, a, like every time he dropped back, um, I was expecting like a catchable ball for the pack, for the like defense, the yeah. defense. Yeah. yeah I can, <laughs> And there was a lot of that. Um, you know, there were there were more turnovers to be had, but it was nice to see them creating takeaways and giving Rodgers extra possessions too, especially given that you felt like almost any possession they had, they were going to make something yeah. up. Yeah, and, we'll, and we will uh, get to the turnovers in a second, but um, I wanted to quickly spotlight Aaron Jones, who who makes his comeback, and and what, something that I thought was interesting in, in this game and, and the... Um, Joe and Troy talked about it a, a little bit, but, um, you know, the, the Niners offense obviously is a shell of itself. Um, and the defense, uh, were missing pieces, but is still a good defense. And so it was encouraging to see you get Irvin back, you get the motion back, uh, you get Jones back and suddenly we're back to being able to, again, put up, you know, 30, 30 plus points and looking like the offense that we thought we were going to get all year. Um, uh, uh, just a number of weeks ago. Um, so that was encouraging and, and Jones coming back and right away they were riding him and he looked fine. He looked great. Um, ultimately 15 carries for 58 yards, but something I noticed and we were texting about this a little bit, but the game was well in hand pretty much like three minutes into the third quarter and he was still out there and I couldn't figure out why. I don't know. Did you notice that? Is that, did that bother you at all? <laughs> it was a little strange. I mean, it, it was certainly this was certainly a, a great opportunity to get him work, get him back in the lineup, but not have to take any real risks yeah. beyond that. Um, 
I was bored. It was like borderline uh, risk slash irresponsible territory, but not something that I think I could be like really upset about, yeah. you know? And actually, you know, as um, I'm describing it now, I'm, I'm remembering that I saw, um, although I didn't really hear about it too much on the broadcast, I saw that Dexter Williams, who was, uh, who was in this game, uh, did actually go out with an injury. So they're, they're pretty depleted at running back. So maybe they just needed him to take some snaps because then at the end of the game, they let John Lovett come in and, and, uh, I'm rooting for that guy, but, um, bell cow back. He is not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too. It's just like at some point they, you're running out of bodies, right? I mean, I think it's probably happening more so to the Niners and the Packers, but you know, you have two running backs inactive in this game. Um, that I think there's no way, even if Aaron Jones started the game, if, if, if either of them are healthy and playing a night that there's, you know, there's no need to give Jones those touches, yeah. but you still have to like maintain, you know, your identity a little bit on offense, which isn't necessarily there with Tyler or, you know, it was nice to see Irvin get some touches by the yeah. way, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that also was just due to like again like bodies in the backfield. So he actually got the ball this time and did some exciting things with it at times. Um, so that was good. But you know he's not going to be, you know he's not a guy who's going to like bleed out a game either. You right. Know? That's not the guy you give it to to kind of just like get out of there and go home. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. I I wasn't as that's Jamal as Williams about it as I feel like I saw other people on Twitter. But yeah. I think that's. Like guys, that could be true about almost anything when it comes to my <laughs> frustration levels and Twitter, right? Like it's just like Twitter is always going to be more angry than the average person, yeah. as uh, as we as evidenced by <laughs> this week in general. Um, let's talk turnovers because turnovers are 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 back, or at least for a moment <laughs> they were back. And I know that turnovers has been uh, a little bit of a an issue for you. You've brought it up a few times on the show. The Packers lack of turnovers. Preston Smith um, pressures Nick Mullins, causes a pop fly, basically, that Raven Green intercepts. That was an exciting play. Zadarius Smith, I believe, forced a fumble. Um, so that was really exciting. Is it just because the Niners' offense was moribund? Or uh, is... Was was Petten fighting for his job? <laughs> what do we think happened there? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. This one, I, I'm I'm less convinced of 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 this than I am other things yeah. <laughs> from this game. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is Mullins and just how unsettled he seemed for a guy who's played like a good amount. You know, it's not like it was some guy making his first career start. Um, in a big game against like this ferocious pass rush because the Packers have not really been there, but it certainly looked like that if you were just, you know, turned on the game and didn't understand who's who or what's what. Um, Yeah. I mean, they, I I actually think they had opportunities to make even more plays. They did, they did, you know, and they probably should have maybe then I would have been really thrilled. Um, But it's hard for me to like say that they've turned some type of corner just based on who's out there. You know, yeah. and the lack of rhythm that those guys have playing together uh, on offense. Um, I don't know if you know this, Zach, but uh, actually Kyle Shanahan 
was saying that he might just suit up himself and fulfill his childhood <laughs> dream. I mean, how many times do we have to hear like, or that Joe and Troy are going to like, see, like, come on. They <laughs> get it. There have been other teams injured. All right, before. let's do commentary talk. Uh, they very, <laughs> very quickly ran out of like the things that they had planned to talk about. And so like the whole second half was just retreads and just it was just bad. Not that like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not a Joe and Troy hater per se, but the commentary, it's just, I feel like they felt like sort of, I felt at that point in the game, just like, eh, it's a football game that's happening. It's well in hand. Yeah. And we're sitting here with masks and the world's on fire and whatever. Let's just watch some football. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I I completely agree. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a hater of, of that crew at all. And it's been a week for everyone. And they're also people. (laughs) And it's also a short week for them too, you know, and they had to fly out there to do this game that a lot of people didn't think should happen. And I didn't think it was really in the mood for, yeah, Yeah, I didn't think so either. And I didn't wake up with any level of excitement or even nervous, like excitement or kind of dread about the Packers. I was just like, Oh, I guess I got to watch that. (laughs) You know, and maybe it's it was a welcome distraction given like the how well they performed, but um talking in terms of being ready, I can't blame the crew for I mean they are being paid to do it, whereas I'm I'm not. I'm just watching for my own enjoyment. But I mean, yeah, it 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 was just the most Thursday nighty of Thursday night games. Yeah, yeah totally. And just a really, really like depleted is not severe enough of a word to describe the San Francisco offense and um, their offensive line couldn't handle, couldn't handle the pass rush. It was nice to see the pass rush get home. But like you said, you know, Mullins was a guy who it seemed easy to rattle him. And once he was rattled, he stay rattled for the whole game. They were, I think three of 10 uh, on third down conversions and, and, and the third one coming on the, uh, that uh, garbage time touchdown to end the game from McKinnon. So uh, uh, really two of nine. And um, yeah, in, in that way, as we all spent the last week, you know, hand wringing about Mike Patton and his job security level, I feel like, you know, I, I wanted to learn, I wanted to learn something in these three hours and I just, I just don't feel like I did. And I don't know. I'm, I'm glad they won. They improved their playoff. Um, standings and i'm I'm ready for bed i don't <laughs> yeah i hear you i uh if anything i the only like uh, i guess coach or thing i'm convinced by more is just lafleur and just the faith i have that rogers can continue to put up mvp level numbers yeah i mean um you know he he didn't have the worst game against minnesota like if you just look at it, you know, on paper, uh, but it felt like it because yeah. this is the standard now, Yeah, you know, and, and it's cool that the standard for this offense is so high. Yeah. And uh, I just think that that is my main takeaway that if I was just thinking about one thing from this game, it's that he's missing a few throws of wide open guys and still finishing games with, you know, four touchdowns, five touchdowns or whatever, yeah. where there's like even more to be desired. Yeah. Um, and guys are just so open, yeah. which is just awesome. He missed, he missed <laughs> a wide open 
uh, Adams early in the game on a on a long pass that uh, I don't think it would have been a touchdown, but it would have been a huge gainer. Um, but you, you mentioned the MVP, and we had kind of pulled him out of that race after after laying an egg against the Buccaneers. Is he back in the race? I mean, the Packers have played eight games. He's got 20 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, you know, not that we can extrapolate. You can't just double that and go, well, he's he's on pace for 40 touchdowns and four interceptions. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. What do you think? MVP, yeah. is he still in the conversation? I think so, for sure. Um, and I, I mean, again, Russell Wilson's going to have to have a couple, like, not-so-great games. Yeah. Um, but I, it's hard not. I mean, he's got – Adams is leading the league in touchdown receptions. Yeah. He's also spreading the ball around. Like, he's just – and the thing is, their, their red zone success – is insane. And that, you know, there was a period of time, I think in Rogers, like peak MVP years where it almost felt like McCarthy was just insisting on Rogers getting the touchdown pass in the red yeah. zone. Um, it almost feels like that at times with this team, except it's just works so well that it's like, you can't even argue, you know, how could you say they're forcing it when it's just that easy? Yeah. Um, they're, they're, what, what was it? Their 11th, I think straight red zone uh touchdown yep. the the one that concluded with the uh Mercedes Lewis touchdown reception and i actually i'm thinking of it now did they have an unsuccessful red zone trip in this game i don't think so no i don't think like if that continues yeah man it's going to be hard to see him yeah. fall short of like 38 to 40 touchdowns and that's that's mvp territory if they can do that and continue to um score on the first drive of the game and you mentioned you mentioned a guy like like Russell Wilson. You know, he's someone who's uh, we've talked about this a little bit. He's good for one head scratching throw a game at least. So you feel like you know it's only a matter of time before there's a bad game out there, and then the conversation becomes a little more even. And I don't think they've had their buy yet. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't. No, I think you're right. Um, I don't think they have. And and the other thing is like they. <laughs> Rodgers can very realistically throw 40 plus touchdowns while throwing less than five or less interceptions. Yep. And I don't know that that is true of right now. Anyone, anyone else. else. Yeah. 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 Um, or I, maybe they do it, but you'd be like, Oh my God, yeah. like what a season. If Rodgers does it, it's kind of like, yeah, that's Aaron Rodgers. You yeah. know, I almost expect it. I don't think I would expect that out of Russell Wilson. Um, so I think MVP's in play. Let's let's get one more. You mentioned uh, Matt Lafleur. Quick props: twenty and six so far as Packers head coach. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, season season and a half, like under the belt. It's it, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there haven't been a lot of growing pains with him as a coach yeah. of this team at all. It's it's really just pet and pains. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pet and pain. <laughs> and uh, I expect those to uh, continue. But again, like if the offense can function like we, we saw it today, then that won't be a problem most of the time. Just if they get mm-hmm. a bad matchup in the playoffs as they have before. Yeah. Well, what a, what a moment, too, for them to get some extra rest, you know, get that mini buy, that half buy totally. off a of Thursday night. That's great, too. And it's. It sucks for San Francisco. They couldn't come into this game in a in a situation where their roster is more competitive, yeah. but they need it too. Yeah. Um, so I think both, both teams in a lot of yeah. ways are just glad that's over. Totally. I mean, the Packers need rest. Jair Alexander goes out of this game, uh, ruled out with a concussion. 
Uh, Rick Wagner had a knee injury. At some point, they shuffled the whole offensive line. It was just musical chairs there. Uh, I think Chris Barnes, inside linebacker, went out with an injury. And I feel like I'm... uh, Oh, uh, Dexter Williams also went out. So a bunch of guys for the Packers uh, went out, and they're still waiting on Lazard to come back. He's getting close. Um, so yeah, a nice little week and a half. The mini buy, as they call it, couldn't come at a better time. One more, uh, one quick shout out. A stat I heard late in the game: Crosby, eleven for eleven this year. The Silver Fox, man, good looking. <laughs> still, still getting it done. Still getting it still done. Still getting it done. He's out there in windy Lambeau Field with a hurt calf and a bad back, and just knocking them in. I guess I don't. I mean, they didn't really kick that many field goals in that game. <laughs> no, you know, it wasn't, he hit it. What is it? 53? He hit uh, today, yeah. 53, one, right? yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Impressive. Crazy to think there was a that one training camp where we really thought he wouldn't be the kicker anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> Giorgio Tavecchio. <laughs> yeah. Sergio? Giorgio? Yeah, Sergio? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Thoughts, final takeaways. <laughs> that was a game. It happened. And this is proof. <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) all right man i think that is going to do it here for the rapid recap as we both look um our eyes are both just like struggling to stay open on the on the camera here and i'm most of the way through half a finger of bourbon before i put this thing uh live on the uh, the internet for all you people. So we're just gonna we're just gonna call it a day. Alex, thank you for joining me. Uh, follow us again at the APC Pod, at Zach Rapport on Twitter, and um, I don't know, man. Let's just uh, enjoy a, a weekend coming up of uh, no Packers football, the mini buy, and uh, let's get some rest. Let's take care of each other. Check in on your friends, and um, yeah, I don't know. I got the Packers win. They're six and two, and we're gonna forget this game happened in like. <laughs> I give it three weeks. I give it three weeks, but um, yeah. but it feels it feels pretty nice right now. So with that, we're just gonna hit the outro music and um, bring this thing to a screeching halt. <laughs> All right, man. Sounds good, man. We'll talk soon. Take it easy.